Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Hello, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast with me, Christina Patterson, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. As much as we've talked about the numerous benefits of prayer so far in this podcast, you'd think that it would always come easy. But as someone who has walked with the Lord for a long time now, I know firsthand it's not always that simple. I remember going through a particular season in my life where I would feel nervous every night before praying. I was struggling with doubt if God really heard my prayers and really if I was worthy to have my prayers heard in the first place. This struggle made me not want to pray. I just didn't feel like it even knowing that I needed to pray. One night I became so overwhelmed I just did not pray at all. I was tired of fighting the feeling of not wanting to pray that I just didn't. The next day I paid for it. I felt so off and not myself. Although I may not have felt like praying, it was clear that prayer was a key component in my spiritual well-being as well, we've discussed before. After that, I no longer allowed my feelings to lead my decision to pray. If I didn't feel like praying, if I didn't feel like God heard me, it didn't matter. I chose faith over feelings that even if I didn't feel like praying today, God would always honor my prayers in his own way and his own time, whether I felt like it or not. And not being led by our feelings is an important lesson for all believers because feelings come and go. So they don't create a firm foundation to set our spiritual growth. Yet we are all called to navigate our feelings while still choosing faith, even when it comes to our prayer life. Prayer, in fact, is an act of faith. We have faith that God hears us. We have faith that he will answer. We have faith that prayer is powerful. And when we have this faith, we are then motivated to pray. But sometimes as normal human beings, we face battles between our feelings and our faith. Now listen, feelings are not to be ignored. They are indicators as to what's going on deeper within us that needs to be addressed. So today I want to discuss some of the feelings that challenge our desire to pray so that we can find the faith to keep praying anyways. The first feeling I want to discuss is sadness, and this is an important emotion to address because it reveals that in some area of our life, we're experiencing some sort of brokenness, and thus we are in need of healing. Sadness is such a heavy emotion that we may not feel like doing anything at all, even praying. But I want to remind you of this truth in Psalm 34, verse 18, when you're feeling down. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. In your feelings of grief and sadness, God is with you. He is not only with you. The Bible tells us he is close. We can pray to him knowing that he's not far away and he desires that we reach out to him. And if your strength is gone due to mourning and sorrow, know that your call doesn't have to be extravagant. A simple Jesus 
Help me today. Maybe the only prayer you can muster the strength to say, but God hears and he will answer. When someone is close to you, you don't have to yell and scream and use all your energy to get their attention. And when our hearts are broken, we don't have all that energy in the first place, but we don't need it. God is near and he will hear the gentle whisper of a prayer at night in our bed, the soft cry for help while driving in our car or the tears that roll down our faces asking for the help to do what we Cannot. The next feeling we may experience that can cause us to not feel like praying is doubt. When we are not sure if God hears us, we really don't feel like praying because it feels like a complete waste of time. Have you ever prayed and felt like you were talking to the wall? Not a good and motivating feeling that makes you want to pray more, right? Our struggle with doubt can many times be rooted in our view of God and what we know about him or what we don't know about him. The truth is the Bible reveals that God is with us. He cares for us and he does hear our prayers. When I think of someone who rejected doubt and chose to pray anyway, I think of Daniel. For three weeks, Daniel prayed and fasted for God to answer his prayer, and he did not stop until he got an answer. In Daniel chapter 10, we read that God sent an angel to give Daniel understanding about his prayer the first time that he prayed. The angel was delayed, however, because of spiritual warfare that was going on. But the Bible tells us since the first day Daniel prayed, God answered the first day. How encouraging is it to know that those prayers you've been praying were heard the very first time that God started moving in the heavenly realm to answer your prayers, even when it looked like nothing was happening, when it looked like you were waiting beyond your waiting point and there was no sign or clue in sight of what you've been waiting for. How freeing is it to know that God is working on it right now as we speak? But what if Daniel doubted? What if he stopped praying the first time because he didn't get an immediate answer? Daniel chose to believe beyond what he could see and cling to the truth about God, that God is real and he does hear and answer our prayers. If we don't believe this, doubt will win. This is what I want to challenge you. If you're going to doubt, doubt your doubt. Ask yourself, What if God does hear you? What if what you want is one prayer away? What if Jesus is telling the truth when he says he will answer when we call? The next feeling we may have to overcome when it comes to our prayer life is fear. When we have an incorrect view of God, we can start to fear God and not fear as in reverence or honor God, which is what the Bible instructs us to do when it tells us to fear the Lord. But when we fear God as in we're scared of him, we are intimidated to approach him because we think that he's mad at us. But God is not mad at you. He is mad for you. He desperately desires to connect with us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. Instead of thinking I'm too bad or I've gone too far to pray, think about how far God went and the drastic measures he took so that we could pray to him in the first place. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When we accept Christ into our lives, we are forgiven of our sin. We can then approach
approach God with faith that we are forgiven. And if you haven't accepted Christ, you can do so right now to receive the forgiveness you need to set your soul free of the guilt and shame that robs you of the opportunity to come confidently to God in prayer. When we feel guilty, the last thing we need to do is run from God. When we feel guilty, that is the time we need to run to God to receive the grace and forgiveness our souls desperately need. God is not this mean God in heaven waiting for us to pray so he can then condemn us. The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 103 verses 8 through 10, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Merciful, gracious, loving. These are not qualities of what God is like. This is who he is. When we can address our feelings and align our thoughts with the truth of God about who he is and what he's done for us, we have no reason not to approach him in prayer. I want to leave you with Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 that says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. I pray that today's episode has added some light to the feelings you may have and truth to encourage you to keep praying anyways, and that you are more encouraged to pray boldly, no matter how you feel. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you'll share with a friend and subscribe so that you won't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me, Christina Patterson at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes in today's episode to download my free five-day prayer guide to help you put into practice the powerful habit of prayer. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, Would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at LifeAudio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.